Hello and welcome to the Highly Sensitive Soul Podcast. My name is Lisa Matthews, and together we'll explore both the gifts and the challenges of being highly sensitive so that you can bring your unique magic out into the world. Welcome to episode 24. My name is Lisa Matthews, and I support highly sensitives to live a calm, spacious, and intuitively led life. This is a particularly potent time of year to really sink into our highly sensitive natures and to really spend some time thinking about our lives. Now, before I dive into what I mean by Sound of Solstice, as you read in the title of this episode, I'm just going to touch on a few upcoming events. I'm really excited about Winter Solstice. Of course, I'm going to talk more about it soon. But I'm going to be holding an in-person circle here on Sunday, December 19th at the wonderful Kootenai Soul Yoga Studio in Trail, BC. So we'll be meeting from 6 to 8 and we're just going to sink into a nourishing evening as we deepen into the richness of connection and tune into the cycles of nature at that magical time of year. There'll be a soothing meditation to start as well as a sharing circle before settling into deeper work. So depending on when things line up, I will either have the link to join on my website, combinationhealing.ca forward slash events, Or it may just still be my email and I'll send you the link once it's ready to go when when I get it. And there will be an online version of this for those that can't teleport themselves over to Canada and that don't live nearby. Now, I actually am still landing on the date for this, just some logistics in early December. So stay tuned. That one is going to uh, be coming to you in a little bit. I always upload things on my website and I send them out with my newsletter. And if you'd like to be one of the first to hear about events as they become live, then you're welcome to join in by heading to bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash soothe your spirit. And I'll also send over five soothing practices for your nervous system and, of course, your spirit. So today I am coming at you from snowy Rosland. The previous episode, it was a very rainy day. And today is just such a slow, kind of cocooning kind of day. There's something about these early days of snow before the snowblowers start up in earnest. And anyone that sounds sensitive can probably relate to, you know, 
snowblowers, lawnmowers, just these loud machines. So right now, it's pretty quiet out there. The snow drifting down brings a blanketing of silence. There's a stillness to it. Until the plow drives by anyway, but that's short-lived. So I feel very, very lucky, very grateful to live up here, to live in this place that has this clear shift in seasons. I spent many years of my life living on the coast. I lived in North Vancouver, lovely place. Though they definitely get a large amount of rain. I love rain. Rain is great. But it can be a bit much when it feels like it rains most days for months on end. So I really appreciate the clear shifts of the seasons where I live now, where autumn is fiery and there is such a beautiful landscape to look at with the oranges, the reds, the yellows. And of course, now that most of the trees are pretty bare, really settling into the beginnings of winter here, not by our Gregorian calendar or classic calendar that we follow, but more an earth-based calendar, we're heading into winter. And to me, this is such a big invitation to take stock, to step back. Nature has a a quieter, slowed-down energy right now that is often in complete contradiction to what is happening in in our lives with the holidays coming up next month and just the lead-up to them. I always found it interesting how much, well, I shouldn't say always, this is really more an awareness that has grown over the last number of years, but that real shift is what I'm getting at from, I want to be inside and cozy and slow and reflective. And the messaging of society is, okay, it's been a hundred miles an hour all spring and summer and maybe even autumn with back to school and now kick it up a notch with holiday preparations and shopping and expectation and the overload that can come when we visit our families much as we may love them adore them or we may have challenging relationships with them but highly sensitive visiting people it can take some conscious planning to really enjoy the trip, to see everyone over the holidays and have a great time instead of living in overstimulation for many days on end. So if you've experienced that, if you've gone for visits back with your family and gone, oh my goodness, this is a lot, it's okay. You are not alone in that. And this is where consciously planning in advance can really help out. Now, I wasn't planning to talk too much about that today. Let me know if that's something you want me to share more on, some 
tips, strategies, things I think about when I'm planning trips back with family, because they're normally pretty intense uh, trips. I plan them pretty full, but with breaks. Anyway, let me know if that's something you want to hear more on. I'm going to attempt to stick to my original theme I've been percolating on. And that's really this idea of Samhain to solstice. If you have no idea what Samhain is, it is another term, another word for Halloween. It's something I think of as an earth-based holiday. And it really was a time of transition. This is much more in the Celtic communities from the harvest season into winter or the dark half of the year. If you're listening to this on the other side of the world and thinking actually we're getting brighter, we're heading into spring, into summer, we're getting plants growing up, maybe listen to this episode to kind of plant the seeds for the next time you're entering this phase. But for a lot of us, we are in this period from Samhain and the days starting to really get noticeably darker. And they will continue to have these longer nights, shorter days. I shouldn't say the days get darker. The nights get longer is a better way of saying it. But we continue to have this gradual lengthening of the darkness until we reach winter solstice, time when the sun stands still, a time when the light begins to return. So we have a period of roughly seven weeks where I'm now really thinking of this as the penultimate time to sink into what we need to explore in our lives from a self-reflection standpoint and really work with these really natural earth-based energies of going into the darkness. There's such a negative connotation with darkness in, uh, well, many cultures, but especially our very westernized society And in a more spiritual place, a lot of times it's about the light and things that are really happy and beautiful and lovely, and this is hugely important. But so is the dark. Now I'll talk about this on a few different levels. But from an HSP standpoint we're already quite naturally reflective. I'm speaking broadly here, and I think this is a gift to be really self-reflective, to really think deeply about things. It's what I mean by the saying, building an intentional life. Yes, there's life circumstances that happen, and moving parts in life that we kind of just feel like we're, we're on for the, we're along for the ride, rather. But there's elements that we can stop and ponder and reflect and go, do I really need this part in my life? 
Maybe there is a particular habit that you have. Maybe you're thinking it's time to unravel this from your life a little bit. Many of us spend a lot of time on screens of some way, shape, or form, computer, tablet, phone, whatever it might be. And this is just an example, an idea, because many, many highly sensitives that I meet with have said this is something that I go to as a way of coping, as supporting myself, of disconnecting. I just want to turn my brain off. So heading into using their phone or social media or something along those lines just to give themselves a bit of a mental break. I have done that before many times. Who knows, I may well do it again. There's no judgment with this. This is simply a common pattern that shows up right now. In my own life, this is something I worked with really intentionally. And I find that especially this time of year, the Samhain to solstice window, it's really a great time to stop and pause. Think, okay, what isn't working? And with this example of using your phone, I'm going to say this in my own life. I kind of prefer it that way. Using my phone as a way to disconnect. When really I would rather look to a more soothing practice, or if I'm a bit wired and full of energy, a a bit of discharge practice first, losing some of that energy in a good way, and using, I have a lot of different tools for this, but using dance or using a guided meditation, using a walk in the woods as a way of the soothing and connecting to my center instead of reaching for my phone. Again, I'm not some perfect idealist (laughs) with using my phone or not, or computer or not, but I've talked about it before on the podcast. I like to bring it in every now and again. I think a lot of us can relate to it. Thankfully, it's something that isn't a massive part of my life anymore. And this is more speaking from experience of changing things over the years, but it took time. So what I really appreciate about this window, this time from Samhain, from fall into winter, from the days getting longer, the energy feels like it's slowing down, going more inward, you can really take that step back and go, what's working? What's not? What can I unravel and let go? So it might not be phone or technology usage that you're thinking of. Maybe it's something like over planning. Maybe it's something like how you speak to yourself in your mind, your self-talk. Maybe it's how you may put your dreams on hold because they seem too challenging to go after. 
Whatever it might be, this is a great time to begin really looking at your life. Now at Winter Solstice, I do a much deeper review and look back because there is that pause. For me, that's my new year. And there's kind of this time from December 21st, wherever Solstice lands exactly that year, through to January 1st. That just feels like this delicious time outside of time. I really, really love this time of year. If you couldn't pick that up already. And I definitely have to thank, whether she ends up listening to this episode or not, one of the people that I sit in circle with a few times a year. She really inspired me with this this year. I often slow down and really get reflective anyway during these few months. But it was just some particular phrase she said Something about we're now in the lead up to solstice that it just frames something that tiny bit differently. So huge credit to her and thanks to her. She'll know who she is. But it felt really important to share this idea with all of you. Because sometimes it's like we don't know where to start if life feels overwhelming If we feel stressed all the time, maybe feeling like our relationships aren't how we want them, or our work isn't aligned with us, or our health is not where we want it to be. It can feel overwhelming just thinking about making any changes in life. So... Perhaps this is a way to begin easing into reflecting, just looking, seeing, okay, what are the patterns in my life that are supportive? Like, what are the things I do that really help? And I still think of this as this time of releasing and really going inwards as we step more into winter. So in your life, how can that be a metaphor for really letting things go. Maybe there's a weekly something you take part in that you're like, you know, I might actually pause on that for these next few months and just see how I feel. Whatever it might be. Really, it all comes down to How can you create the space in your life, even if that space is short and simple, like five minutes at the end of your day? But how can you create the space in your life to reflect back, to really consciously look at what's going well, maybe what's not going so well? Your beautiful, highly sensitive brain is very good at connecting the dots. So sometimes that is all it takes to begin to see, oh, I have, say, evening plans 
on the first few nights of the week. And by Friday, I am so fried. What about just having one of those nights where I go every second week? Just minor changes and just see how you feel. Kind of like you're your own investigator. Because truly the messaging that comes out in many different ways, whether that be seeing people on social media doing all the things and having a great time and showing their snaps of here's my self-care and it's beautiful, glamorous, never a hair out of place. Not my world, by the way. I'm sitting here in a hoodie, thermals, and a blanket. (laughs) Hair is definitely out of place. (laughs) But when that messaging isn't really real life, we can know that. But do we really know that? Are we internalizing some of these messages of how much we quote unquote should be doing Life is short, get out there and do all the things. The pressure to be productive all the time, do more, be better, be faster. It's exhausting. And I think of us, us wonderful, highly sensitives, and all people are wonderful. I don't mean to separate us out call any group any more wonderful than any other. But we have a very specialized nervous system that we get to care for to really sink into the gifts of the trait. I think that's pretty exciting. I'm also a big-time researcher. I love learning. I love exploring. Many of us do. So learning more about ourselves, even as you're listening right now to this podcast, learning that your bandwidth for certain things might be different than the quote-unquote average person, a person who may not identify as highly sensitive. Your bandwidth may be different in some areas, and yet in others, you may just pick up on things that they would have missed You may get an incredible amount of joy by just sitting on the living room floor, watching the snowfall. There are a lot of gifts to this trait. And I feel like taking the time to go inward, which many of us like to do anyway, but find it hard to grant ourselves the permission to do this, By taking the time to go inward, by reflecting back, we can start making changes that help us lean into and experience the gifts of this trait so much more. If we're always living in over-planned, over-busy, and really just over-everything days, it can actually be kind of hard to derive the beautiful, simple pleasures of watching snowflakes float through the air. Our stress response may be narrowing what we see and take in. So we first 
I invite you to, I invite you to first step back and create a little space for yourself over this wonderful corridor in the year. This time when the nights are continuing to get longer. And maybe even once a week, planning a short time or a long time to sit and whatever your medium is, maybe it's journaling, maybe it's just staring out the window, maybe it's talking to a counselor or practitioner, having someone else help hold the space as you reflect back. This doesn't have to be a solo endeavor. But even just imagine this right now, having this window of time once a week or every day or randomly when you're like, okay, I can, I can sit down into this. I can slow down and just think about life. How does that feel, this idea of having some space in your schedule? And that in itself can be really illuminating. It brings up feelings of guilt and I should be planning something in there or feelings of laziness or there should be something productive happening there. That's enlightening in itself. Nothing to beat yourself up over is not a bad thing. It just begins to show you a little bit more about what is happening in your thought patterns, in your mind, in your self-talk. If creating space feels challenging because you would feel guilty about it or feel like you're being lazy. I can say from my own life, creating space is an ever-changing exercise. Life isn't static. I don't have the same things going on, especially throughout the year. Right now, we're in this really lovely shoulder season that most people in my town grumble about. I live in a very sports-based town. There's not enough snow to go skiing or touring or snowshoeing but there's too much snow to go mountain biking or as easily hiking. So we're in shoulder season. There's not as much one can do outside. And yet I really love this time of year because naturally certain activities fall away. The gardens all tucked in for the year and other ones haven't started yet, like heading up to the mountain to go skiing. So I love this time of year for that. And I'll still catch myself in little moments of like, oh, I started work an hour and a half late today because I was reading. I fell into some fantastic books on, oh, I could go, I could go tangential here. (laughs) I could go a different direction, but long story short, I picked up whole bunch of new books yesterday and been very intrigued on hormones for a long time. So learning lots, reading lots, that, you know, that's okay. I made a little extra space in my day 
to sit and read and be cozy and learn and take mental notes. And then because I had done such deep reading and deep processing, I needed to then just sit for a few minutes and just stare out the window and watch the snow. In years past, I would have gone, oh, that was wrong. I went off my schedule. I should have been at my computer at X hour. I'm glad I've worked through some of those gremlins. So I can just, when my schedule allows it, really follow those nudges of learning because it's shifting. Some of this will end up in the later months of the Menstrual Wise Collective, what I learned today probably, just fleshing out some of the areas that I already have a background in. But it's fun to be fascinated. So, coming back. Using this time as a period of conscious inner reflection does not have to mean all day every day you're analyzing and thinking and trying to work out how to do things better in your life. But it can mean listening into your body a little more to these spontaneous moments of, oh, actually, I'd much rather not do whatever I had planned tonight and I'm going to head up for a bath and an early night. It doesn't always have to be an intentional engaging with how do I reorganize life, but it certainly is helpful to do that. That's why I love going to circles. I love holding circles. As you've probably picked up if you've been listening to this for a while. But maybe there's a circle in your area. You can search Eventbrite is a great place to find them. Sometimes they're named as a woman's group or a woman's circle. You may be able to find a winter solstice circle in your area. Or, of course, there'll be plenty online, I can guarantee you that. But there's different ways to engage with this inward reflective time that don't just involve sitting and, say, journaling. So that's one way, being solo and introspective. Another way is creating the space for you to spontaneously realize things, have a moment of insight, plan less in this season. If you're able to, I understand not everyone's lives have the same rhythm as mine does. Another way to engage with this time is in community, whether that be in person or virtually. Something happens when a group gets together and focuses on a particular theme. Something someone else says in the circle may really just light a light, a light bulb, in fact. <laughs> Couldn't quite get to that saying in time. But something someone else says might just spark something in you that really resonates with your own life. Again, you can get in touch with a practitioner, a counselor, of course, myself as an option. Because something happens 
when there's a container for us to share and explore with someone else just holding the space. Maybe bringing in suggestions, different perspectives, different tools and practices. So these are just a few of the ways that you can engage with the energy of this time of year. Maybe there's a more intuitive approach you want to take. You could simply do a tarot or oracle card pull if that's something that you're into. You could do some more intuitive guided meditations. Really, the ways to engage with this are endless, but I wanted to give you some ideas because it can sound kind of vague. Oh, it's a great time to do inward work. What does inward work mean? How do I go about that? Really, the list is endless, but there are a few ideas. And now, depending on when you listen to this, We are also coming into a very cool astrological event where the full moon eclipse in Taurus is going to happen and be visible in a lot of areas of the world, maybe in all areas now that I come to think of it, but regardless, I know in our area in Rosalind, and this would be the same in Vancouver, or Seattle, I imagine. We're sort of on the west coast, or very generally west coast of North America. We've got the... Technically, it's a partial eclipse of about 97%, close enough for me. But this is when, if the night is clear, you'll see the moon go that incredible red color. The eclipse happens when the moon is the closest to the center of the Earth's shadow. So on our neck of the woods, if you're listening locally, its peak is going to be at 1.02 in the morning on Friday, November 19th, the wee hours of the morning. So it's quite a long one, so there's some time either side from just after 11 through to just before 3 a.m., which is quite a long time. So not the most convenient time, but lunar eclipses aren't necessarily known to be convenient. You can also look up where this eclipse is going to fall time-wise in your area, and if you can view it in the sky. We're cloudy right now. It might be cloudy over the night still, and that's okay. You might visually miss the eclipse, but we're still going to be in the energy of it. So I just wanted to touch briefly on it, and know if you listen to this after the time of the eclipse, there's always more coming. So maybe this is again just planting the seed for the next one, and maybe it could give a different perspective to things that just happened if you're listening to this a few days after the eclipse. So I'm going to read something from the website of Chanini Nicholas, 
never actually said her name out loud, so hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. She's a wonderful astrologer. She says, with the first eclipse in Taurus this week, something's at a breaking point. Maybe it's time to power down and log off. Maybe a new life path feels impossible to ignore. Or maybe it's time to hang out with your shadow self. Rest, go dark, let your schedule get eclipsed by as many naps or soaks as possible. Ground like it's your full-time job. And I love her affirmation this week. I would basically call this an affirmation for life. She says, rest is not a luxury. It's a necessity. Whenever my tank is low or my check engine light is on, I let my productivity get eclipsed by my need to recharge, refuel, and regenerate. Yeah, they are speaking my language with those words. So earlier I had, I think, episode 14, a wonderful Courtney Burns, an astrologist on sharing about the sun, moon, and rising signs, as well as many other things. And she had a great sum up of an eclipse's energy, allowing something to go for something new to come in. It might look like some roadblocks, but it's an element of feeling the need to do something differently. Not being able to do it the same anymore. So I I like this way of looking at eclipses as opportunities. There is a huge shadow, a literal shadow, the Earth's shadow covering the moon. And perhaps we see things from a different viewpoint. I feel like that fits in so perfectly with what we've been talking about, of slowing down, creating space in life, exploring what needs to change. And maybe you don't need to change it right this second. Maybe it's an idea of something that you'd like to change in the future, but you're just getting acquainted with it. These can bring, rather, big times of change, of transformation. Some people are particularly sensitive to the full moon energy, highly sensitive or not. So if you've been feeling like there's just a lot right now, then be curious about maybe just tracking that and seeing how most full moons feel. If there's something that I can offer as a suggestion, as a theme for right now, would simply be to under-plan. Under-plan. That in itself gives you more space. If the full moon energy feels like a lot, it gives you more space for sacred self-care. If you feel then, oh, I have extra time and I want to go do whatever, insert blank there, then you have that space. 
It's really nice as we step into this dreamier time of year to have the fluidity in your schedule. Maybe not every day, maybe not even every week, but little pockets where you underplan, get a little extra space, see what shows up for you. So I hope today's episode has given you some food for thought, some ideas, and hopefully the permission to slow down at this particular time in life. Though slowing down is often a pretty good solution to a lot of challenges. When we're rushing forward, always pushing ahead, we're missing that wider view, being able to really see the lay of the land. So it can be really helpful just to step back instead of always leaning forward in life. So enjoy this incredible time of year. For me, it's a time of tea and books and walks and fires. It is a pretty delicious time of year. I do love it. And at the same time, we can confront some aspects within our life or within ourselves that might feel a little challenging to navigate. So reaching out, getting support. One of my mentors says, getting some kitchen table counseling from a friend, a partner, someone that you trust in your life. And hopefully experiencing the joy and the rest of this time of year. Whatever way that looks like in your life, as we move towards the stillness of winter solstice. So I'll be, it's a little reminder, of course, holding the in-person circle here at Kootenai Soli Yoga, which is such a beautiful studio. I'm so thrilled to be able to hold it there. That'll be on December 19th. Obviously, spaces will be limited and pre-registration will be needed. So all the info is at combinationhealing.ca forward slash events. And more to come on the online once the schedule lands. It may end up being a little early this year. We may end up perhaps meeting on the Friday, but I will bring some more info to that soon. If you've enjoyed today's episode and feel like a friend may resonate with it, I invite you to share this with them and just send them on over the link to it. If you'd like to rate, review, follow, of course, that would be wonderful and lovely. Love to hear your thoughts on the episodes. And really just so grateful to be here with you in this kind of weird way (laughs) where... I may never meet you in person. I may never meet you virtually. But I feel really honored to have spent a little time with you over the airwaves. 
wishing you a beautiful rest of your day. And until next time, bye for now.